Welcome to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers here with you. And we are at the end of February. Oh my God, how did that happen? I mean, February is a short month to start with, but man, sometimes my predictions even surprise me. Remember, I told you that the first part of January would be like an extension of 2022. And then 2023 really would hit us you know, full speed in mid-January, flinging us in a surreal kind of timey-wimey way through February. And then we kind of slam into this gelatinous wall in February. I mean, sorry, in March. And we're being flung into, and I'm not talking about like soft jello. I'm thinking like, think of a a, a fairly solid wall of, of not quite soggy jello. You know, it, it, it's it's going to be a weird experience. And on a metaphysical level, we're, we're dealing with, and, and on a physical level, we're dealing with like a deconstruction energy um, while things kind of fall apart around us. And we have the liberty for some moments to create and generate new, new pathways, kind of like we had in 2020, kind of like we had in 2020. Um, and no, we're not going to go into lockdowns. That's not going to happen. But there will be some interesting moments of crisis. Um, Now, I don't want you freaking out, okay? I don't want you freaking out. I want you to hear me. There's going to be things that we can do something about, and there's going to be things we can do nothing about. That is life, my friends. No one promised us an easy ride on this planet. Okay, I know new age spirituality would have you believe that, you know, we're all going to be in unity consciousness. I personally think that's a really terrible idea. And I talked a lot about that in the last podcast. I'm not going to go over it again. And and other faiths would like you to believe you're here to just suffer. And, And I don't think that's true either. But I do think we get a bit of the salt and pepper. We get a bit of both. Okay, and March is a real pivotal month for us historically. And so I'll be talking about Pluto and Aquarius and what I think we're going to be seeing with that. Okay. But first, we're going to talk about the opening of March, the opening act of March. It it comes in with really big energy and the song that just popped into my head. And for those of you who know me, you you know that sometimes um, I receive information musically. I'll just get it in a reading, you know, for somebody. I'll be doing an astrology reading, which is not intuitive or psychic. But because I am intuitive and psychic, I will occasionally get a message and it'll be musical, sometimes visual. But the song in my head is we open March with um, uh, O O Fortuna from Carmina Burana. And, uh, you know, da, 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 da. It's big energy because Venus is conjunct Jupiter in Aries. Now, that is technically a very positive thing, but it's just big energy. Uh, So we'll talk about that at the opening of the podcast. And then we'll talk a little bit about the next day. March 2nd, we have Mercury conjunct Saturn. And that's going to be some very interesting energy. I'll give you some hints about how to make, make the best use of that. Because there's a lot you can do with that energy. Um, I know there's some people that be like, oh, no, and there's some unknowns with it on a mundane level, on a collective level. But on an individual level, it can actually be very productive energy. 
And then we fling over to March 7th, which is a huge day for us because it, we start off that day with the full moon. It's in an applying square to Mars and Gemini. Don't worry. If you want to know more about that, go listen to episode eight because I talked about that in length and I explained the astrology. If you're new, okay, I want you to understand. I'll explain what all the techno crap means. All right, but I got I to gotta talk it out loud first and then I explain it. So we have that big full moon. Let's just put it this way. Huge energy. Lots of big decisions um, can be made in that energy. You can blow creative blocks in that energy. And again, I've done a whole podcast episode on this. So this is the quick recap. And about an hour later, we have Saturn ingressing into Pisces. And anytime one of the quote unquote heavier planets, one of the outer planets, and, and uh, Saturn is a tertiary planet. It's not really an outer planet. It's like midpoint, right? When those guys go, it's big energy. So there'll be some kind of significant event. And, and I've talked about that in episode eight, okay? So go listen to episode eight. I know my episodes aren't short, but neither are they as long as some other podcasts out there. So um, take notes, because I'm not gonna remember this, okay? I'm I'm free I'm free forming here. I'm I'm just free versing. So, um, you need to take notes. And if I mention a date and a planet, I'll usually remember what I was talking about. But the bulk of what we're gonna talk about today, the bulk of what we're gonna talk about today, is Pluto ingressing into Aquarius because this is big energy and there is big energy happening that day on the planet. And I really want you guys to be ready, okay? As ready as you can. And I'm gonna give you the, the the best advice I can give on what I think we need to do to get ready for it in a general way. Now, I am gonna be doing a workshop on Saturday, the 4th of March this coming Saturday. And this is where I can answer individual questions. Okay. We've got quite a few people signed up, but show up because, you know, usually if one person asks a question, it'll answer a whole bunch of other people's questions. All right. So, uh, show up there. Um, if you're a patron, you get 50% off those workshops uh, Saturday and Sunday. I've got two workshops. All right. I've got the full moon ceremony on Sunday where we'll do a releasing exercise. So all of that you can read in the description. I want to get moving with this. And of course, as always, we're going to do patron thank yous. I'll give some Patreon news. Um, That's where I give you very juicy inside scoops is in the section where I thank uh, my patrons. And so um, a lot of times people skip over that part and they miss all the really juicy details so that's where i put my easter eggs folks you want to listen to the patron thank yous and at the very end of the podcast we'll be doing the astrology q a where i answer two or three questions submitted by my patrons to be answered here on the podcast all right are you ready let's buckle up put our crash helmets on we're gonna find out about what's coming up in march of 2023 All right, really quick, before I get into the episode, 
I am sure if you are like me and you're on the Tiki Taki, you're seeing these videos about the, the moon and Jupiter and Venus all in alignment. And then they say, and the last time this happened, it was the fall of Rome. And it happens a lot more frequently than you think. This is why if you're going to want to learn astrology, you need to know how the orbits of the celestial bodies work. It is not that uncommon for the moon and Venus and Jupiter to be in alignment. Why? Well, Venus <laughs> takes like 12 to 16 months to orbit the sun. Jupiter takes 12 years, okay? So from our perspective, that happens about once every 12 years, okay? That whole, it's the alignment of the fall of Rome. Rome took about 300 years to fall. It didn't happen in a day, okay? Rome was neither built in a day, nor did it fall in a day. So watch out for that kind of mumbo jumbo online. You want to get into metaphysics. You want to get into actual astrology. I am here for it. But let go of that stuff that's just designed to get people on edge and fall apart. Um, America doesn't even come close to comparing to Rome, by the way. Uh, Great Britain actually is closer in its longevity and its reach around the world. The United States hasn't really been a world power for all that long comparatively. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not even close. So, hubris, my friends, hubris. <laughs> Breathe easy, okay? We are going through massive changes on this planet. We are. But that kind of information, that type of disinformation, misinformation is completely pointless. All right. Let's get on with the podcast. So I was just writing to my patrons about... (laughs) I was just writing to my patrons about how this whole month has been kind of crunchy for me because I'm finishing up a Pluto transit myself... Uh, transiting Pluto is in opposition to my natal Mercury and Sun. And I have to say, as Pluto transits go, this one's not that bad. I've lived through a lot of them in my lifetime. (laughs) A lot. Um, You can always tell the people who have survived, like, lots of outer planet transits in their lifetimes because they're the people who are just, like, you know, they don't care. They just, they're just, they're very blunt, very present, very authentic. Cause they, why try any artifice? Cause it, there's no point in trying to look cool. You're, you're, you will be humbled soon. And I have been humbled my friends, um, but in a really positive way. So <laughs> this whole last February, um, oh my God, it's been one epiphany after the other one, one more aha and duh moment where I've seen where I'm just working way harder than I need to. And they're like super simple answers and solutions all around me. And um, I'm so used to having to work hard because I've had a very rich and exciting life, a very interesting life, but it has not been an easy life. And now that I, there, I have created, and I have, I've created some ease in my life. Um, <laughs> I don't have to do things the hard way anymore and back ass words. 
So um, instead of getting upset about it, I've been been really trying to work with that energy to be very open to possibility. And if stuff seems to be going wrong, and I had all kinds of weird stuff go on, especially this last week, um, it seemed like lots of things were going wrong, but they were actually going right because they were steering me in a direction to streamline things, to make things better, um, to, to break out some new equipment that's been sitting in boxes that I've been making the excuse of, I don't have enough time to learn, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, well, we're breaking it out. We're getting, getting things going. There's lots of new things on the horizon that I'm excited about. I can't talk about. So I'm just saying, if you find that things are kind of going haywire, maybe your tech isn't working. Maybe a website's giving you headaches. Maybe you're having arguments with people that seem just really dumb and out of the blue and they're coming out of left field or maybe you're more sensitive right now. Hey, like, let's give everybody a break because the energy on this planet right now is really intense. Remember, we're animals. We have instinct. Okay. Humans are animals. I love how people say, well, I love animals more than I love humans. Well, humans are animals. We are mammals. We are mammals. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. And so we have instincts. Now, we may have been trained to ignore those instincts, but notice when people are all up in a mood, we can sense the changes too. All right. And we've got a lot of stuff going on. There's political, economic, climate, and it's got us all a little sensitive right now. There's nothing wrong with being sensitive, but that when we're sensitive, when we are um, vulnerable, we tend to be more reactive. So really, this is the month to take a lot of deep breaths and not freak out over stuff. Okay. Because we can control our emotional states. We really, really can. And, and switch them. It takes practice. This is going to be an interesting month to try to hold back. Okay? This is going to be an interesting month to practice these things. But if you do, you're on a path of mastery. And self-mastery isn't about perfection. It is about correction. Being able to correct ourselves as, as quickly as we can. And by correct, I don't mean punish. I mean redirect. Okay. So we start March. We start March with Venus conjunct Jupiter in Aries. Now I know, I know, I know if you read all the books and you listen to a lot of people, they'll be like, this is the best energy ever. And it can be, it can be. I think we're going to hear about some bank robberies that day. I think we'll hear about some um, interesting chemical incidents or fires um, because it, things of value being being harmed. But on an individual level, this can be amazing energy. So what I want you to do is grab your astrology chart, okay? And I want you to find where Aries is. Now, I like the astro.com charts, okay? I think, like, time passages has a cool interface. It's not the easiest for people to read. Um, 
Astro charts is terrible. I like astro.com's chart, Astro Deanst, okay? They are OG. I've had an account with them since the year they opened. Oh my God, that was 1996. So, um... You look for the symbol for Aries, okay? The glyph for Aries. That symbol is called a glyph. You find that in your chart. It is in your chart. It may be sandwiched between two other signs, and that means it would be intercepted. Don't worry about that yet. If you're a newbie, it's nothing to be afraid of, and it's more intermediate-level astrology, okay? So if you're a beginner, I don't want you to try to explain it to yourself and make stories up about it because I see people do that a lot they get just enough knowledge and they run off with it and they make all these doomsday predictions for themselves that are not based on astrology okay so I just want you to find where Aries is it doesn't matter if it's not intercepted or if it's intercepted and I want you to find um like the it's going to be about midpoint because let's see where are we at um let's see jupiter it'll be like at 13 degrees i believe on march 1st because it's at 11 and some change now here we go oh i already had the chart prepared goodness sakes i was organized no it'll be at 12 sorry 12 degrees 12 degrees of aries okay and Venus will be joining it, and it'll be joining it about midday. Now, it's not making any tough aspects, which is kind of nice. Yeah, we got a little semi-square going on, um, according to some software. I don't even consider that a semi-square um, to the Aquarius planets. So it's just the main aspect. So this makes it very powerful, by the way, my friends. Um, it is... Well, actually, it's going to be square the moon. Uh, hang on a second. It's going to be square the moon. But when it first is kind of in conjunction, I don't think it is square the moon. Let me see. Yeah, so it will be conjunct early in the morning and it won't be square the moon at that time. So when it makes its exact conjunction... That will be good. That'll be about 2.17 a.m. Pacific. So now here's what I want you to know. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to light candles. You don't have to say a prayer. Um, what is known as witchcraft today, okay, whether it was folk magic or what have you, was not, people didn't tend to practice it using astrology. They tended to use moon phases, okay? But they didn't tend to, in day-to-day -day practice, if they were making spells and love spells and protection spells, they didn't tend to do anything other than use the moon because astrology itself is a very mathematical process, okay? And you had to be... It, it, it was very elite. It, there, there's a lot of classism in metaphysics because of who could do what when. Okay. Things didn't really open up to people until the 19th century. All right. So, and so I'm not putting down witchcraft. I do my own fair bit of energy work. Okay. 
but it is not, and I use my knowledge from astrology, like, oh, that's a good time to do that kind of thing. But um, astrologers tended to do more like working with natural forces, natural energies, less of crafting. Okay, so not mechanical magic with, you know, bits and bobs. Now they did do alchemy. Okay, they did do that as well. Just a little history lesson. I'm just telling you, you don't have to do anything. You, especially since Venus is involved, okay? Venus is not about action. It's about magnetism, okay? It's like a magnet. It draws things to itself. Now, Venus in Aries will be things that have to do with um, wanting independence, okay? Wanting autonomy, wanting self-actualization, being very clear in your desire nature, knowing what you want. There's no ambiguity, okay? Don't hedge your bets, you know? Don't hedge your bets. Like, there's so many times you really want something, but you won't let yourself say it because you don't want to be seen as greedy. It's okay to want what you want. You're not going to be Jeff Bezos, okay? Money isn't evil, Money isn't evil. And, and, and by the way, this ju- isn't just about money. But money isn't evil. It reveals. Okay? It reveals people. So the people who become jerks when they're wealthy, they were jerks before. Okay? They just had to get along with people more to get what they wanted. Okay? Just saying. If you are a generous, good-hearted person, you don't need to worry about it. So with Venus, the planet of magnetism in Aries, conjuncting with Jupiter, the magnifier, the expander, this is a time where you will either become extremely clear about what you want in life, or you become very magnetic for what you want in life. And you want to look where I told you to find Aries in your natal chart. And it will be that area of life that is activated. So first house is going to be your physical self, your appearance. Um, if you have to pitch anything, put yourself out there. If you have to make, you know, if you have to put yourself out in the world, like maybe you have an audition or maybe you have an interview or anything that you're presenting yourself Honey, you will look gorgeous that day. Don't worry about it. You'll have a wind machine, okay? It's a very fortunate, you will be fortunate. You might just have people give you stuff. You could, like, somebody be like, oh, hey, um, I can't go to this concert. Here's a ticket. Um, you know, things like that. You might have somebody pay for your coffee in, in the, you know, drive through line. That kind of thing. So people might just give you something. You might be granted an opportunity. You're not going to have to work hard. Okay? That's the thing. You don't have to force it. We need to get over the idea that you have to effort and work hard for things. Remember how I opened up the podcast? That's exactly the lesson I have been learning. Wait, you get to have a good life. Yes, you struggled. Yes, you survived trauma. Yes, you healed from trauma. And now you get to have a good life. You don't have to operate so heavy on your Mars. You chill out a little bit. Things are coming to you. It's okay. Get your systems in line. Do things effectively. Do things efficiently. But you don't have to grind. Okay, we need to let go of that. That that is a tool of oppression. Okay, so... 
first house, it's about you, me, myself, and I, okay? Second house, it, that's the house that Venus naturally is at home at. She's naturally at home in the second and the seventh house. So second house is about our resources, which, yes, includes the money, okay? And if you have 11 degrees of Aries in that second house, then you may win something, okay? You could win something. You could have a boon, okay? Um, it could be you get a promotion that has a raise, or maybe you're not promoted, but you get a raise. Um, it could be you sell something, okay? Maybe you have your own business, and you, and maybe sales have been slow, but you have a banner day, okay? Things pick up, all right? And again, you might be gifted things, so you might be able to, again, sell or have things given to you. Third house, um, if you're a singer, a writer, a photographer, an artist, somebody who uses um, communication, because photography and art are every bit, every bit as much a com- tool of communication or an, um, the result of communication as you know, a song or a speech or a book or a paper, um, you will find the right words. You will be magic with your words. You will be able to talk the, the skin off a snake. You will be able to <laughs> charm the pants off people that day. And you also may feel compelled to speak. You, you, you want to use the power for good. You might be really on fire. You might defend somebody. You might stand up for your principles. But use this to benefit a greater cause and yourself at the same time. It's okay to take care of you. Okay, so now if it's in your fourth house, this is home and family. Okay, so something good might happen in your family. Your family might do something good for you. There could be a big healing sometimes that healing is learning where we have to set boundaries too okay so one of the things that bothers me in pop astrology and and like social media astrology is people will say this is always a good transit but you might have something a little crunchy happen which is truly for the best but you're like well there's something wrong with me i'm broken because i had a fight with my family i went no contact on that day except that may be exactly the step you need for your healing process. And ultimately, it causes your expansion, okay? You can't look, when we're looking at philosophy and metaphysics and, and higher spirituality, we're not looking at necessarily good and bad. And I know that's a hard, hard thing, okay? It sounds cold, it sounds detached, but it's actually the way to get through it, okay? There are bad things that happen and not every bad thing that happens is for a reason, okay? But I can tell you on March 1st, there will be things that happen um, that, that move us forward, okay? And it might be uncomfortable. I'm not talking about horrific things. Those are, those are never meant to be, okay? So, and it may be you're also sensitive and have big feelings on that day because the fourth house is emotional, okay? It's our our emotional foundations. It's those relationships with close family members where everybody has their buttons out and everybody knows how to push those buttons, right? But here's the deal. You're responsible for your own buttons. They're responsible for theirs. Now, if you know somebody has a button and you purposely push it, eh, onus is on you, okay? Um... 
but it could be a day like if you're wanting to redecorate or maybe you're wanting to sell your house or you want to find a place to live, a new place, this would be a great day to be open to the miracle of something happening. Because um, it'll look kind of miraculous, you know, you'd be like, oh my God, I won't believe my luck. If you're a patron, I want you to come into the into the Discord and, and tell us your good news for, on March 1st. So fifth house should be very, very creative, very, very creative time. Okay. It's a very, very creative time. You might come up with all of the stuff. Like if you've been having creative blocks, this blows those and the ideas come into you. The ability to make things happens just happens and things work really well. Uh, sixth house, uh, you, maybe you're looking for a new job. This is where you just like, if you have an interview or you're looking to find a new job, this is the day. This is the day you should do really, really well that day. Um, it might be the day that you said to quit, you know, it might now if, if you've been having health problems, you might get your answers. Like if you haven't been able to get answers, this might be the day you get answers. This might be the day you get cleared of a treatment. This might be the day you get to get a better schedule. Okay. Because six houses work health and service moving to the seventh house, which is commitments agreements. Okay. It is not a house of love. It is a house of obligation. It's a house of contracts, okay? The association of marriage with love is a very, very new concept, okay? It has not been the standard over human history. Um, marriages were business agreements. Uh, they had to do with wealth and land acquisition. And so, and even children have seventh houses, okay? And they are active. They're, they don't suddenly activate when a child comes to maturity. So a seventh house is where we are, we are obligated in relationship, where we have agreements met, okay? So seventh house is like best friends, business partners, clients, contractual um, gigs and contractual agreements. And yes, it can be spouses or people we are committed to in a relationship can also be platonic life partners. Okay. Those things exist. So we've got that going. <clears throat> okay. If the Jupiter or Venus Jupiter conjunction happens in the seventh house, you could land a new client. Um, your relationship, if you're in a committed relationship could go to a whole new level. Um, you might begin a whole new stage. Okay. You might meet someone who is significant and I'm not saying love of your life. I'm saying you might meet somebody who is a significant person, maybe an investor. It could be an investor. It could be a business partner. It could be somebody. Um, now again, this is if you've got areas on that seventh house and 11 degrees areas specifically. Um, so this could be very beneficial. You could get a lucrative contract. If you're in a negotiation for a promotion, a gig, a job, that could go well. Eighth house. Now, eighth house is a quieter space. It is what I like to call the treasure chest. The second house is what we attract for ourselves. The eighth house is either where we support others or we find ourselves supported. It's shared resources. So it could be you have a partner who does well and, and, and has an increase in their income. Or it could be you are gifted or inherit something. It could be um, that you find the answer to a puzzle. If you've been working on genealogy, if you've been um, studying your own history, if you've been 
kind of trying to to connect to a legacy that's all well you'll get a gift in there can also be you're contacted um through the ethers through the astral um of of deceased loved ones who have messages for you could be a deeply metaphysical experience where it's very clear signs symbols portents etc if you do do magic this is and you have jupiter venus um in that eighth house it's a great day to do like a prosperity spell same if it's in the second house those are great for prosperity spells um ninth house this is, you know, yes, it is about belief and dogma, law, etc. If you're in any legal battles, it's a great day for you. There would be a good resolution for you there. Um, if you are um, in marketing production, like, and I'm talking like theater production, production of books, so publishing, presenting, if you're like a coach or a consultant and you do like webinars, that kind of thing is all ninth house. It's teach and preach and energy. This is where you'll benefit if you're giving a presentation or working on a class, working on a project. You'll get all the right ideas. You'll have all the right words. Your marketing campaign will work. So you want to, if, if that's where Jupiter Venus is falling or Venus Jupiter, which is the correct way to say that conjunction. Um, tenth house. Okay, everybody thinks 10th house is career. It is not career. It is avocation. It is your calling. It's your reputation. It's how you show up in the world. It's how you wield authority. And it's how you deal with authority figures. You may be granted a promotion. Because um, remember, a pr- promotion at a job will elevate your reputation. You gain you gain um, status. So status is the 10th house as well. Um, and so you may get a promotion. You might get um, recognized in some way. You could be awarded. You could be um, granted um, a new position, but you're recognized and, and you're awarded something. Uh, let's see. The 11th house is community networks, professional networks. Um, these are people that help you get and reach your ambitions in the 10th house, right? So it, it's it's not your friends. Your friends is like third house. That's like siblings, friends, those close ties. 11th house is more acquaintances, community groups, people you know, you know, it's people you know, um, colleagues, like work colleagues, um, mentor, old mentors, things like that. People in your professional network this is the time to connect to people in your network. And you may have somebody get a hold of you and they might have a gift. And likewise, this would be a great day to help somebody in your own network because it will pay back, you know, 10 times, 10 times. You do something nice for somebody, especially if you aren't thinking about it. You just, if you're just genuinely nice to people, the stuff you do on the, the 1st of March of 2023 will pay dividends long into the future. And then if it's happening in your 12th house, don't worry. But it is a day to lean into your faith versus your fear because everything's kind of magnified with Jupiter there, right? So you might have very vivid dreams. You might have um, some messages from your spirit guides. You might have um, a general knowing or, or feel a little bit like, lack of a better word, like channeling, okay? Um you might have a knowing. This is a time to kind of write that stuff down and and don't dismiss your intuition. If if you suddenly feel like, 
oh, wow, I should really go to the store today. Really go to the store that day. If you feel like you need to call someone, if you get an inkling that you should text someone, if you get like, oh, man, I should really go check the mail in my mailbox, go do that. Okay, that would be how to deal with this. So that's the Venus-Jupiter conjunction. So that's March 1st. That's where we open. You're welcome. Okay, now let's talk about Mercury and Saturn. And by the way, if you're a patron, don't ask me about this in the Discord. I'm not going to remember what I said. Go back and listen again. Take notes. Okay. Uh, March 2nd, we have Mercury conjunct Saturn. And again, my focus has been so strongly on that full moon coming up. So now this is going to be interesting because March 2nd, um, we have the moon actually it'll be march march 1st in the very late evening on the west coast or march 2nd very early like midnight we will have well it might even be 11 p.m march 1st on the east coast we'll have the moon squaring off with jupiter and venus i think it's an economic crisis and i think it's happening mm, probably in asia probably like hong kong singapore malaysia china indonesia There'll be some kind of of big event. It could also be volcanic in in um, the, the, the South Pacific, okay? So that would be late, late night. And I know I have listeners all over the world. Guys, I'm doing my best. I don't have a ton of time to run as many charts as I'd like. But I'm when I'm looking at this directionally, this is what I'm seeing. So that could be the night of. Now... Mercury and Saturn will be at 29 degrees of Aquarius. I do not, I do not support degree theory. To me, degree theory is not astrology. It is a very superstitious thing where meanings have been attributed to navigational points, okay, which are degrees and minutes. Those degrees have nothing to do with meaning, like the 18th and 22nd degree. They're not evil, okay? That, that's bad. There's a lot of conjecture in making it fit with that. Um, trying not to sneeze. There we go. I've got the heater going because, oh my gosh, um, it's so cold in Southern California right now. I know, I know. All of you people up north are like, cry me a river, Lori. But I, I lived up north. Trust me, you get used to it being warm. Um, so anywho, Let's go back to Mercury and Saturn. They're at the 29th degree. So as much as degree theory is not real, critical degrees are a real thing, the anoretic degrees. And so the 29th degree of a sign shows it holds all the potential, okay? All the potential. Um, I think we're going to see like a hacking event with this on the day, on March 2nd. Um... Germany is already having problems with Russian hacking um, ever since they sent the tanks. And, like, they're hacking into government systems. So one of the things, what have I been telling you all through 2021, all through 2022, all through, well, we just started 2023, keep emergency cash on you in case payment gateways go down. Super, super important. I don't think they're going to be down for long. But 
you want to be able to have some emergency cash. I'm not telling you to take your savings all out of the bank. I'm saying have enough cash that you can get gas, buy food, little things like that. Um, and be prepared for some stores not to be able to take cash. Okay. Um, so that, that could be some potentials. Um, (laughs) it's crazy out there. Um, yeah. And then we'll of course have, um, now how you use that energy though, this is a great day. Now you might have tech issues too. (laughs) Careful with your tech. Um, be patient. And uh, what I would do, since it's Mercury and Saturn, I would be careful driving. I would be careful traveling. I would plan for delays. We will probably hear a lot about computer systems down, down, even if they're not hacked. This could be like um, server farms, you know, this could be weather related. Um, definitely could be the result of weather. This could be like tornado weather in certain places. Um, on an individual level though, this is a really good time to like write down the big ideas that come into your head. It's not necessarily the best day to take action on those, but it's a really good day to assess your systems and your structures. Um, especially if you do have an online business, like really double check your funnel, see if everything's working. Um, take notes, amend, get some refinement going. If you've got some communications to take care of, just do that. So that's, that's kind of how you use that energy. So this is how March, this is just the first and second. That's it. That's a lot of energy. Okay. Expect people to be assholes throughout March because the average person does not do anything about their own consciousness. They don't try to be mindful. They don't think they can change or be any different way. And it's not just people who didn't get an education. I know lots of college educated people who will still make excuses because this or that happened in life and they've always been this way and they can't change. And they had too much trauma and it damaged their brain. Honey's was traumatized to the moon and back. I have had like a very, 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 very experienced psychologist end up with nightmares about the stuff I've been through, okay? Anything is possible if you put your mind to it. You put your mind into healing. You can train your mercury, okay? We don't train our moons. Moons are hard to train. Um, you train your mercury and you connect your mercury to your body. So if you're in the planet of the month and I was trying to drive you to understand the physicality of your sun, the energy levels in the body, because the more you can become body aware, the more you can train your mercury so that you're not yapping negativity at yourself all the time. And then that helps your moon recalibrate so you're not as reactive. Will you be forever non-reactive? No, you're not going to be perfect. That's not the point. I'm not perfect. I have zero clinical markers, which is something I'm very proud of because I worked really hard to get there. Um, But... I'm not perfect. I still react. I still get snippy. You guys see me on my live streams. You know, especially I do it at night. I'm tired. And then somebody asks me a question or they formulate a question in a way that makes zero sense to me. And you're doing your best. I'm not, you know, and that's hard. It's just I get annoyed when I can't understand something. So, and I'm like, I have no idea what you mean by that. You know, I'll get creaky. 
that's reactivity. So, but it's a minor reactivity compared to blowing up, having road, road rage, and people have been on edge. And I think we could see some bigger issues with rage on that day, especially as we have the moon in Cancer on that day and it's squaring off with Venus and Jupiter um, and, as it, and then it makes its way towards an opposition and actually, it's it's not just in a square with Venus and Jupiter. It's square Uranus, actually, guys. Or sorry, not square. It's in a sextile with Uranus. My brain is going too fast. And because of that, I think we could see an issue with a chemical plant. I think we could see another um, toxic spill, oil spill issue with marine traffic um, because the moon is, is still in a trine with the sun. So there could be, um, and the sun is still in Pisces. So I think we could see some shit. I think we could also see some big rainstorms with this. More hail, more rain, lightning, thunder, power outages. Um, yeah, this is, this is some big energy. So yeah, you have the boon of the Venus-Jupiter conjunction. And so we have some saving graces with all of this. So there's this intensity and there's a lot of luck. You're going to hear about a lot of lucky saves. You're going to hear a lot of miracle stories. Um, I don't see a ton of seismic activity in this March 2nd chart, to be honest, which is good. Um, March, let's see how, let's get to the PM of March 2nd before... Let's see. Yeah, so later in the day of March 2nd, like late afternoon, we have we have the moon moving into opposition with um, Pluto. So <laughs> I always like to give a little prediction that Marjorie Taylor Greene's going to do something stupid when the moon is in Cancer, Capricorn, Aries, or uh, Libra, because her... This is when the moon will be on her Mars, so she's going to say something that can potentially get her into trouble. That should be fun. Um, and then Venus, I'm mean, sorry, and, and then Mercury pops into Pisces um, probably about, like, let me look. Probably about 5 p.m. Let me look. Before that, it'll be it'll be late afternoon, maybe like 2 p.m. We'll have um, Mercury into Pisces. So the quality of like, <laughs> we're going to go from maybe like a train derailment to having issues with boats. Maybe the rail um, or the channel, you know, the channel tunnel train might have some issues that day. Um, that, that's a, it, it's an interesting chart. Um, and all of a sudden, um, everything is going to be really, really slippery. Um, what's true and what's a lie will be slippery. Um, and there will be some revelations about what is true and what is false about who said what to whom for how many cookies I'm sure MTG's Twitter will just be <laughs> fabulous. 
Um, it's always popcorn worthy. I, I don't go onto Twitter. I, I can't. The astrology is too terrible. And politically, I would just have migraines. So I stay off of it. Um, and before you come at me, if you're new, I'm a political analyst. I was a political analyst before I became an astrologer. So, like, actually studied. And I don't belong to any particular political party, except because we have to to vote in primaries here. Um, and I flip parties all the time to screw up the voting stuff because I hate gerrymandering. Um, so there's that. Um, <laughs> so it's very explosive on March 2nd, um, moving into March 3rd. And I think we'll see more saber rattling between countries. You guys keep asking me if there's going to be a war. I I think we're kind of in a proxy war at the moment. I think the Cold War is brewing, and I think there is potential for there to be conflict. It does not benefit any single country to go into, like, a global thermal nuclear war, but I think, I think we're dancing a dangerous dance, but we stay away from the worst-case scenarios. I think almost all of the countries involved, whether it's China, America, or Russia, and any others, um, I think it's basically believe it or not, a massive distraction again, away from the things that are also happening. I think there's a lot of wealth transfer going on. I think there's a lot of um, big issues we'll be facing. And I think this is a way to kind of put people in a state of fear and so that they're more easily controlled. Because I think we're going to have global food supply issues this year. And how better to control people than to have them kind of on edge because of potential war, et cetera, and get them feeling patriotic or what have you. So um, that's kind of where I think things are going. The other advice I've given for several years is grow food this year. And this was an intuitive statement. This, I, I started saying this. It kept coming out of my mouth on TikTok live streams, and it was grow food indoors. Now, I started saying that before the train derailment in Ohio. I was saying that back in December, early January, like, and it would just come out every once what, grow food indoors, grow food indoors. And I realized I wouldn't be able to garden on my own port. I'm gonna have to grow indoors. Just ordered a hydroponic countertop garden for my um, kitchen. And no, it's not the massive garden I like to grow, but I couldn't grow tomatoes for love or money outside last year. They just crispied. And I think with the way the weather is going to be in March, I think it's going to be very wet weather and continue to be wet because we've already had an immense amount of precipitation on the West Coast during the, the dry signs. Like with Mars and Gemini and Saturn in Aquarius, to have this much moisture is a little shocking. It's kind of not what is expected. Because remember, Aquarius is an air sign. It's not a water sign. And so it's, yeah, it, I know it has aqua in it, but it means water bearer carrying the water. It doesn't mean water itself. And so the fact that that much precipitation came in, I expected it to be very windy. I did not expect us to have that much precip because I saw us having flooding 
potential dam breaches in certain spots, like smaller dams, um, levees breaking, that kind of thing, end of March into April. And so I think it's more than likely now, especially with all the snowpack in the Cascades and then down into California and the various mountains there, we have a lot of a lot more snow. And I think the temperatures are going to bounce up high and cause a rapid melt, which will cause flooding. Now, I could be wrong about that. But if you live in the regions in the West Coast, you want and, and if you had any flooding at all, you want to make sure you're kind of a little more prepared for that um, so it doesn't come out of the blue and and shock you. So um, in areas like in Northwest Washington where it floods a lot, a lot of times people don't have anything of value on their bottom floor. Like they keep their valuable stuff up top, you know, Um, things like that. So just making sure you have your go bags ready if you have to evacuate. Um, all that is very important. And that's pragmatic. I'm not trying to scare anybody. That's pragmatism. Okay. Natural disasters have always happened. They're not actual quote unquote disasters for the earth, unless it's a toxic spill, but like extra rain, extra flooding. Um, that's the earth doing its thing. It's a disaster to us as human beings because of the devastation it causes to our daily life and our families and our animals and our and the way we do agriculture. So just remember, um, we've got some gnarly stuff coming up April and May, and I see that as as food supply issues. So if you can grow some veggies at home, do it. You don't need a lot of space. Um, it doesn't even have to cost a whole lot of money to be able to do that. Plus inflation, especially in consumer packaged goods, is going to continue rising. Remember, the Fed does not calculate the price of food and day-to-day living commodities in, the, in, in inflation. They're not thinking about the average person and, and what it takes to live. They do not factor that into inflation because to quote Reagan's economists who took it out, it skews the numbers. Yeah, oh, pardon, pardon reality. Oh, could give me a headache. But anyway, so that's, that is how March is starting, my friends. I know I talked a little bit about end of March and into April. I'll be talking about that more and more. Don't worry, as we get closer, we'll do a little bit more tight prep. How can you prep the best, okay? Without looking like a crazy prepper. Number one, don't hoard. Don't hoard. Don't do that. Buy a little extra on sale. Things I think that if you if you like these foods, anything made out of tomatoes, I would buy on sale now because we had a bad tomato harvest last year. Um, and I don't think we're going to have any better one this year. Um, canned goods, dried goods, things you like to eat. I'd get some more flour if you're running low on wheat flour. You can always freeze it if you have a deep freeze. If you're in an apartment like I am, um, then you, I keep canisters, and I I do have a nice pantry. Like I have like it's a good pantry closet. Um, clean that out from time to time. If you have extra extra of stuff and you're like, oh wow, I bought way more of that than I can eat. Please donate to food pantries. Food pantries are really struggling and they're expecting there to be a food crisis for food pantries in March. So if you if you 
bought a ton of pasta when I told you to last year. And you're like, you know what? I just don't think we're going to eat all of that. I just don't think we are. Donate it. Donate it. Okay. Um, and donate some other stuff, you know, that the tuna's good. Chicken's good. Canned chicken is always good. Um, these are things I keep on hand because like if the power goes out or the gas goes out or, and I need something, um, quick, it's something, it's something easy to eat. It's a good protein. It's already cooked. That kind of thing. Um, do I think we're going to have like massive disasters? No, I don't. I don't give that a high percentage, but I do, I do feel like it's very, very important to have full pantries when I look at the astrology. And I think a lot of that has to do with, with supply chain and, you know, the grocery shelves are still not fully stocked, nor will they be for quite a few years to come. So one of the things I just really suggest is when you go to the store, grab a couple extra things on sale. Just do that. Okay. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to do patron shout outs. Then I'm going to talk about Pluto ingressing into Aquarius and in March through June and what that means and why you need to ignore some of the videos out on TikTok and YouTube and why some of these people just really, they really don't know what they're talking about. All right. And it is time for my favorite segment, the patron shout outs. Big thanks to all of you who support me, the astrology work I do, the metaphysical work I do out in the world and this podcast. So if you don't know what a patron is, uh, I use a platform called Patreon. I'm actually a Patreon ambassador. Now, that doesn't mean that I get any kickbacks from them or anything. I actually like to participate in the R&D of it. So basically working on questionnaires with the product development team um, and, and providing you know feedback to help make things better. And Patreon just makes it really easy as a creator to get support for your projects. And so all patrons are supporting this podcast. And in return, I offer horoscopes, information, something I call the crunch report, which is kind of like a little energy weather report. And all patrons get the weather report, the crunch report. And um, there's tiers that get the horoscopes, classes, etc. time with me and everybody gets learning materials. So the astro guides, which walk you through some of the very beginning astrology up to some more interesting um, niche astrology, such as like a deep dive into Chiron and, and the difference between instinct and intuition and where to find your clairs and your astrology chart. That's all that all patrons get that. And they also get my love and sexuality class that I taught in 2021. Um, that, that might surprise you. It, it, it's, it's a real in-depth look at, you know, human sexuality. Um, we discuss gender, we discuss social norms and where to find certain things in the astrology chart. It's, it's actually one of my favorite classes and I gifted everybody that, um, this Valentine's day, if you're a patron, make sure you read through the crunch report because that's where all of your bennies are linked up. We started the Planet of the Month Club in February. 
we have wound up the last of the exercises to do the deep dive into the sun. And March is all about Mercury. I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the podcast. But for now, I want to thank our newest patrons. So let me pull up the Patreon app. Here we go. Alrighty. We've got Brianna, Chantel, Stephen, Serena, Christina, uh, Emily, Bethany, Melissa, Wendy, Hannah, here on Neptune, Madeline, Kat, Natalie, Pearl S, Mariah, Sarah, Rhonda, uh, let's see, Kim Brown, Jessica, Jana Maria, uh, Bean, Mimi, Natalie, Monica, Kristen, unofficially Loki, Mariana, Gabby, and Rhiannon. And I want to give a special shout out to Lisette. Um, Lisette is, is one of our patrons and she created this hilarious meme. I think we've got it up on the new Astro Lori Instagram. Um, I'm not, I'm not running that entirely myself. I've got some help with that. Um, but anyway, um, it's hilarious. It's a hilarious meme. I think it's up. If it's not up, we'll get it up soon. Um, Yeah, so big thanks to all the patrons. We just had a wonderful coffee with Lori. That's the last Sunday of every month we meet up and people can ask me questions and I answer. We do this in the Discord. Um, That's about the only thing I don't record anymore. Although, man, I wish I recorded yesterday's because it was fire. It was fire. So we'll see. We'll see if I do it again, if I record again. Um, Just have so much more space and bandwidth on Discord than I had on Zoom. So, um, for people to come in, cause we are well over 700 and my goal is to reach a thousand patrons this year. So I would, I would love to see it happen before this year. And then we make a new goal, um, to get some real astrology out into the world. Now, if you are a patron, which actually let me back up, let me talk about what Patreon is. It's a platform. So like, I don't have to collect all the business end of the buggy whip. They take care of like the taxes and all that, all that collection because it gets tricky in online business anymore. Different states have different rules, blah, blah, blah. They take care of that side. I just get to do my astrology. Um, Having, I do have my own website. That's where people book with me for readings and classes um, that I teach outside of Patreon, my workshops, like the full moon workshop, that's coming up on the 5th, the Pluto workshop that I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, that happens on the 4th. Those things get booked through my website, right? But Patreon is where you get the juicy discounts for all of that. So if you're not a patron and you enjoy the podcast, I encourage you when you can, if you can, support us through there. If you can't, that's cool. That's all right. But I'm just letting you know the good discounts happen there and actually very special materials as well so um i get woolly hairs every once in a while and i decide to create something special for patrons only um i do that on my whim but uh my mods keep reminding me that like you know they're like wow you're generous i'm like i am i am i have a sagittarius mars i'm always going to be generous but anyway Big thanks to all of you, because as I like to say, without you, there is no me. Appreciate you to the moon and back. And um, our community in the Discord is really awesome. Um, 
happy birthday to all of our late February babies. And uh, (laughs) buckle up, get those seatbelts on, because March is going to be interesting. Let's talk about Pluto in Aquarius in the next segment, and then we'll do the Q&A from patrons at the very end of the podcast. All right, let's talk about Pluto and Aquarius. So the ingress happens on March 23rd of 2023. When I say ingress, I mean the planet moves into a sign, okay? So right now, Pluto is at 29 degrees. It's been at 29 degrees for about a week and some change um, here on February 26th, 27th. And... It will be crawling through those last degrees. Now, in the last podcast episode, and that's what I'm going to refer you to, we have the new moon. And that's kind of a gnarly day. It's an interesting new moon, but it's kind of a gnarly day. And that new moon is in Aries because it happens the day after the equinox, right? So that's all episode nine. Go back and listen to that for all the details, all the things I think are going to happen. The events of those days build so much pressure that March 23rd of 2023 is going to be a day we don't forget. Now, there can be good things that happen that day. I don't want you automatically to go... This is going to be the worst day in history because it is not necessarily the case, okay? There is a big difference between mundane astrology, which is predictive astrology, okay? Which is like any kind of forecasting, whether it's political, economic, etc., okay? Oh, and natal transits, okay? Natal transit astrology, which is very accurate also, includes our ability to make decisions and choices in how we operate through life. Again, we can't prevent the big stuff. We can't prevent a storm, but we can we can manage how we deal with the storm, okay? So if there's a big storm blowing in, we can see it coming and go, hmm, I should probably go get into shelter. We can also choose to run right in the middle of it which is probably not the smartest move, but there are still people who do, okay? Um, No judgment. Everybody's got a different path, okay? Likewise, you can have an emergency, and there are people who are good at dealing with emergencies, and there are people who are very bad dealing with emergencies. If you have been through some shit in your life, you're probably better at handling emergencies, Okay, and then you fall apart later. Or you fall apart when things are good. Ask me how. That's what I'm like. That's what my Pluto transits have been about in the last month and a half. Allowing the goodness to come in. Allowing it to be there. Not having to manufacture some kind of stress that holds me back because, you know, lifetime of, of, of it, you know. Um you know, that's really been the journey of my last decade is, huh, now, well, now that I've got myself fixed, how do you live like this? Um, 
This is a very interesting situation, and, and you might be able to, you know, resonate there. So, <clears throat> there are elements, there are elements to the astrology of March 2023 that have resonance to things that happened in 2020, okay? And resonance to January of 2021, there is some resonance. They are not a replay. It's not going to be the same scenarios, but it is a, a very large magnitude type energy that, that is being released. And, and it has, on a mundane level, very explosive signatures. Okay. And I'll go through that here in a minute. I talked a little bit about that in the last podcast because I've been trying to warm my regular listeners up, okay, um, and, and just kind of get your feet into that pool to, to become, just understand there's going to be stuff that happens, okay. I can tell you I've found it fascinating on how these transits are going to play out with my clients, Okay. So when I do readings for people, and by the way, I'm opening up a few more hours in March every week. Um, And if you have the Wix Spaces app, which you can download if you go like on your cell phone to my website, wokeastrology.com, you'll see, hey, you can download the Wix Spaces app and then you become a member on my site on that app. Um, You can reschedule your appointments there. Okay. Because I do not have the admin support to do that to run my calendar. All right. Nor do I have the capacity to bring somebody on right now. Because I would have to sit down. I don't have time to train somebody right now. I will at some point, but not right now. Um, <clears throat> because I just know there's going to be people who need some, you know, triage during March. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up some hours. Let's go back to the natal astrology. So when I'm reading for people, I am seeing opportunities open for people. But these, my clients tend to be very conscious people. Okay, people who are actively, deliberately kind of trying to take agency over their own life. They're not sitting on their couch saying mantras and affirmations and, and waiting for life to get better. These are people who are taking action in their own lives. They're, they're accountable uh, for their reactivity, their emotions. They've, they've done, they're done, they're not done doing the work, but they are doing the work. And they're all ages, you know, whether it's a 19-year-old, you know, starting their journey in life or it's somebody in their 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, and everything in between, okay? Business owners, students, stay-at-home moms, um, which is a full-time job. I, I never want to hear that disparaged. I've done it, okay? It is, it is harder than anything else you will ever do. Um, but it's people who know they can, they can have an impact on their own life, that life isn't happening to them, okay? So when you have that mindset, you are more able to navigate times of great change, okay? All right. Having the attitude of the learner, 
being open to possibility is what is going to get you through this. Being adaptive and innovative. Learning to shut the mouth and open the mind is what's going to get you through these times. Thinking you know all the right answers or you have to get the right answers somehow is going to limit you. Okay, I teach a lot of classes and so often people will come in and try to like stun me with their knowledge, like what they've already studied. Okay, which is absolutely unnecessary. You don't need to do that with me. First of all, I'm excited to teach. What I'm looking for are willing learners, people who are open to understanding. But that, ad- that, that need to get the right answer because you were trained in school. Because, you know, really since the 80s, when they really started standardizing education really hard, going with the standardized tests, um, letting go of essays, not asking people to use critical thinking, and kind of forcing a right answer. And most questions have more than one right answer, by the way. It's usually circumstantial. You know, I remember when these tests were starting to come into play when I was in my later high school years, and I would argue with the teacher. I'd be like, well, in this scenario, this would be the answer. But if we change the the circumstances, then this would be the answer. There's not just one way to go. And that's what Pluto in Aquarius is really going to force us to do, is get out of the right answer mentality. Okay, that there's only one way to be. Okay, that training has led to enabling the evangelical movement. That training has led to political radicalism because that's that that it's a massive emphasis on duality. This is right. This is wrong. This is good. This is bad. Life is full of variables. There, there is there is very little in life that is kind of all or nothing, good or bad, in, in, you know, good, evil, okay? And when it is, it's very, very clear. There's no ambiguity to it, okay? But this idea, because of how somebody dresses, it makes them morally a certain way, <clears throat> that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's, it's the dumbest thing on the planet, okay? Um, needing to take over somebody's right to reproduction when and, and if you actually, like education is so bad in the United States and has been for so long that people don't even understand their own reproductive functions, right? They don't understand the, the, the terms for, for things, okay? Now I bring this up because all of this is up on deck. All of this is up on deck in March. And... I have promised a refresh on my Donald Trump predictions, and those are always patron only, okay? So there's the one I did last June is still pinned in the Patreon. I need to send a note to Patreon to see, like, can we pin more than one post? That would be really nice. Um, but yeah, so let's let's look at the astrology of that day. Again, I went through this in um, episode 9, a little bit. So what I want you to remember is Pluto is not going to immediately ingress at the stroke of midnight Eastern Standard Time 
or daylight time because I think we're in daylight time by that point. Um, it's not going to ingress at the stroke of midnight. Okay, that that's not how it works. So I know, I know you see all these posts where people are saying, you know, this is when it's happening, but it, it's closer to, let me take a look. Um, no, let's change the date on my chart. Hang on a second. I'm pulling the chart. Hold tight. Hold tight. I was, I was so organized at the beginning of the podcast, but here we go. All right. <clears throat> So, Pluto ingresses into Aquarius around 2.22, 2.23 p.m. Pacific time on March 23rd. Okay. Now, this is highly significant because it ingresses, <laughs> it ingresses straight from a square with, um... With, with the moon in Aries into a square with the moon in Capricorn. This, this is extremely volatile energy. Extremely. We have a sextile from Saturn to the moon. That, that's that's oof, Saturn in Pisces in a sextile to the moon in Taurus to me says we're looking at like extremely wet storms um potential seismic activity i think we could see some um if we do it is to the east of me the southeast of me so this could be like again in asia pacific region it's also likely political and economic since this is happening midday on the west coast of the United States. Um, the moment that Pluto ingresses into Aquarius is is a volatile one. And again, I see it could be economic. Okay. Could be economic. Um, if you're in Mexico or Central America... Um, down through South America, so like Peru, Chile, I, I would really have you be a little cautious about seismic activity. And also, again, I think we may see... Um, there's something very economic, like an economic meltdown. Like we might see a deep dive in the stock market. Um, although that is so, that doesn't even operate, (laughs) that doesn't even operate the way they used to. This could be a massive rate hike. It could be, this could also be, um, like I said, something very political, especially when I look at the ingress chart for, um, the day and in my location, um, when I look at that, 12, 11, 10, I mean, we could see an assassination of a leader, a death of a leader. Um, we could see legal ramifications as well, um, especially to do with espionage, um, collusion with foreign governments. Um, and this is global. This isn't just in the United States. Okay. Um, 
March 23rd is a very, very volatile day. And Mars... (sighs) Mars is getting ready to ingress into Cancer. It's, It's at the... Let's see. It's at the 29th degree of um, Gemini. It'll be in Gemini for a couple more days. I think we could see, you know, some some shootings, some violence. Um, certainly, worrying rhetoric. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a big day. I, I would have my pantry full. I think inflation is going to spike like hell, especially as we move through the spring, because remember Jupiter is going to ingress into Taurus. I don't think that's going to help us out with food prices, guys. Um, I think we're going to have such wet weather as we move out of March into April, um, even more wet than it has been. Cause remember We've had Mars and Saturn in dry signs. They're about to move into wet signs. <laughs> and I'm like, oh boy, you know, and not just the West Coast, but this is this is global, guys. This is global instability. Um, I find it very fascinating that Uranus is unaspected. So no planet is making aspect to Uranus on, at the moment of the Pluto ingress. That makes Uranus a very wild card energy. It's kind of anything goes. Now, what's the upside to this? You could be very inspired. You could, um, especially if you're not doom scrolling, okay? If you're just, you know, vibing that day, maybe you choose to meditate or whatever, you could produce some amazing art. You could blow through some blocks, things, ideas that are holding you back. Um, fear, you blow through fears, open into faith. Um, you could be, you could, you may feel, um, like your grounding wire is released, but a new one is forming. Um, you're, I will say we will know our reality is changed on that day. There's something that happens where we realize that there is no, no going back. Now, I can tell you 100% we're not going back to any old form of normal. We've, that was done in 2020. That, the great detonation um, of, of the conjunction between Jupiter and uh, Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, that, that was the great detonation. Okay, that, that, that right there said it's never going to be the same as it has been. It, it, if you feel like time is unraveling, you're not wrong. It kind of is. Um, people talk about skipping timelines. Now that's not astrological, but it is metaphysical. And my experience and my understanding of that, just of, of paying attention to it, because I'll notice that reality can, can be a, a little fluid, okay? Reality can be a little fluid. And when, when I notice that, and when I say reality, it doesn't mean I'm in an altered state, but I'll notice like things will be working really great. And then weird stuff happens and things feel strange. And 
uh, people I have relationships with will have different patterns of speech or uh, things change. It's very, very subtle. It's not these big leaps or quantum leaps and it happens through our perceptions. That's one of the reasons people like um, Bashar or Abraham Hicks talk about focusing your mind. That's why we're working on Mercury in March in the Planet of the Month Club is tuning your reception. Remember, your mind is a receiver as well as a transmitter, okay? And if you don't have your mind trained, you are at risk of being thrown into a panic. You are at risk of being thrown into outrage. You are at risk of becoming one of the mob, okay? And the decent people, and and they've proven this, regular everyday folks, people who are normally good neighbors can turn vicious when fear is induced and and the things get whipped up. Every human being has the capacity to do great harm. And every human being has the capacity to do great good. Every single one. Okay? The people who are not honest about their capacity to do harm are the ones I honestly am more afraid of. I am more afraid of the people who live in a sense of righteousness and virtue than I am the people who are like, yeah, I could do bad things. I kind of choose not to. Okay? Own up to being a human being. We are human beings. We have instincts. Now, we are able to control those instincts. Okay? We can we might feel panic for a minute. Take, it takes literally 90 seconds to wash the hormones through the body that are produced when we are in a deep amount of fear or anger, etc. But you have to take control of it. Okay? That's science. That's not woo-woo. That's not metaphysics. That's science. 90 seconds. 90 seconds. A minute and a half. If you stop regurgitating the stories over and over and over. So people who stay mad for a long time, they're keeping themselves mad by telling the story over and over and over and over. And you could be justified in that, by the way. You may have really good reasons for it, and they may be 100% correct. But when you look at the damage done to your body, and your mental state and your neurology, it is so not worth it to keep it going. I am not talking about being toxically positive, okay? Again, one of the ways to shift is to literally walk yourself through this. And I want you to have these tools and these skills because we're gonna need it as we move through March. There's just gonna be a whole lot of WTF, okay? There's going to be a whole lot of egregious things that occur on the mundane level, whether it's a natural disaster that we really can't do anything about, whether it's weather, um, which also has a man-made component. So I will not entertain the, we're in a natural cycle. We, We have really polluted this planet. Not just greenhouse gases, 
we have misused our water resources. We have misused our land resources. Um, I, I just don't, you know, I just don't want to, I will not entertain it here. Um, if you, if you want a right wing anti-science podcast, there's plenty out there and and we're going to, we're going to stay here. And if you want to call me woke, that's cool. It's not a new concept. I first heard it as a little kid when I admired people like Angela Davis. So, you know, deal with it. So here's the deal. Something occurs, something scares you and you say, that's scary. That's scary. I've had other scary things happen in my life and I made it through them. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying to go, la, 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 everything's okay. I'm going to high vibe my way. That's not useful either because that's denial and it's delusional and it also leads to bad decisions. But there is nothing wrong with saying, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know how to do that. And then you can feel that panic, right? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it, okay? Currently, I have a new camera. Now, I am not a photographer. I am not great with cameras. That is not my skill set. And I'm like avoiding doing some videoing for something new I'm putting out soon um, and getting it set up for when I do my own shots, okay? Because I have, I have some help, but... They can't be around every five seconds. So I got to learn how to use this equipment. And I'm like, I don't know how to do it. And then I tell myself, ah, but I do know how to learn. Okay. I may not know how to do it yet. Which is frustrating because I'll pick it up and I'll fumble around with it. Have I read any instructions? No. So what do I need to do? Read the freaking instructions right? And take a minute and make some mistakes and learn, right? This is not an emergency situation, but I am getting on a time crunch. So I need to get this figured out. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Talking yourself through it instead of me getting frustrated with it going, well, I don't know how to do this and putting it down and never touching it. Okay. We can talk ourselves into a different space. So how do we deal with timelines? So if you notice fairly interesting fluctuations in your moods, now we're talking about the moon here when we say moods, okay? So that's your moon, that's moods, that's feelings. And let's say you've been doing pretty good and then you just wake up in a shitty mood for no reason. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep. Maybe you didn't eat well the day before. Or maybe you got some worries on your mind because you're telling yourself stories, right? And your mood starts to slip. I'm not talking about being high vibe. I'm talking you've slipped from the comfortably satisfied. Okay? Comfortably satisfied. I love that space. Comfortably satisfied. Okay, that's a great space because I can choose whether I want to be more enthusiastic or if I want to feel sad. <laughs> you know, you, you, it's okay to go into the quote unquote negative feelings. It really is. It's really okay. Um, they are part of the human experience. And often when we're feeling what we think is a negative experience um, and we think of it as a negative feeling, we're actually getting more clear on the direction we want to go as long as we learn how to identify it. That's that's some of the stuff I teach and you'll hear more about that soon. So when when you wake up in that mood, 
you might even feel like your reality has shifted. That might be a minor slip in time. A minor slip in time. And your mood is letting you know, I'm uncomfortable. I'm not happy with this scenario. My relationships are skewed. What have you? They were fine yesterday or they were fine two days ago. What what changed? Um, instead of making stories about everybody else, instead of making stories about the world, realize you have your ability to be a kind of a time traveler and you can switch that mood but you gotta catch it you gotta nip it in the bud because sometimes if the day just goes um tits up i love how abraham hicks describes this they call it falling out of the airplane (laughs) like eventually you'll hit the ground eventually you'll hit the ground so this is important because it's going to feel like time is altered on march 23rd and it's up to you on how you travel that time. You're not going to get it perfect. I'm not going to get it perfect. The Dalai Lama isn't going to get it perfect. There isn't a person alive who's going to get it perfect. It's not about perfect. Okay? It's about good enough. Okay? It's about understanding. And if you can switch yourself just a little bit incrementally, it does not have to be a big switch. You don't want to go from super depressed to super happy because you're going to bounce like a rubber ball and that is really hard okay and I know I've been there when when I was developing the modality that got me to zero clinical markers it it was it was bouncing like a rubber ball because I didn't have consistency and and it was just oh it was like it was like being shaken not stirred right just just constant it was very intense it took at least six months to get to a place where I could hold my consciousness super, super, super steady without flying all over the place. So I don't want you to beat yourselves up, but I do want you to understand how much power you possess. Okay. And you're probably thinking, Lori, you're crazy. This sounds really weird. I don't think I have that kind of power. Yeah. Cause it was really convenient to socialize people to believe they don't have any The people who run things realize this and try to manage theirs, okay? Either consciously or it's part of just how they were raised, okay? They were raised to know that they, and this is not Illuminati stuff because that's bullshit, but it's more like they were raised with the understanding of how much agency they possess, Okay? And that, that's a key to living a reasonably comfortable and satisfied life. Okay. I'm not talking about over the moon. I'm talking about reasonably satisfied and comfortable. Because if you can get there, you have so much range of motion. So with Pluto ingressing into Aquarius, some people may have a massive expansion of consciousness. You may have it may feel like chains are being ripped off of you. You may have such clarity of vision, it almost hurts. I'm not talking about physical vision. I'm talking about spiritual vision. Um, you're, you may have downloads on that day that make you feel like you're being like electrocuted. Okay. One of the reasons I'm doing these full moon workshops where we release resistance is to help bring in the energy of that full moon that's Virgo energy. That's healing energy. And we can 
allow that energy to run through us and and kind of widen the channels in our body to allow the massive influx of energy that's on the way. Okay, massive. So first of all, beyond the mundane events, I want you to understand you have agency. You do not need to be caught up in the collective panic that may happen that day. You do not need to be caught up in, in the worry and the doubt. Okay. You can be caught up in proactive action. Okay. So when we look at earlier in that day, so let me look, let's say I've got it for 1223 PM. I'm going to move it to, let me go to 10 AM. Now Pluto's already, Pluto is already in. So actually Pluto moves in earlier than 12. Let me go to eight. I'm not re-recording this podcast. Okay. So at 8.23 a.m., we have Pluto and Capricorn at 29.59. And this is Pacific time. So remember, the East Coast is three hours ahead of the West Coast. Um, we have the moon in Cancer in a square to Pluto. There will be some kind of event. This could be a weather event. Um, that's in the north. So something could happen in Japan, Alaska, Pacific Northwest, um, Northern California. Um, It could also happen in Asia Pacific. This could be something to do with China and the United States in the South China Sea. Um, It's going to it's going to be some kind of tension. Okay. Strong, and we've got a whole lot going on. Um, we've got a whole lot going on. The Venus will have just passed over the node in Taurus, and I talked about that in episode nine. Um, and so this is five twenty-three a.m. Sorry, is it 5.23 or 8.23? 5.23 a.m., which is 8.23 a.m. Eastern. Sorry, blind as a bat. Let me see when it absolutely ingresses. So early in the morning, we've got a lot of volatility. So by 8.23 a.m., Pluto has ingressed, or a.m., 8.30 a.m. Pacific, which is like, what, 8, 9, 10, 11, um, no, 12, so 12.30-ish p.m. Eastern, right? 
is it? Yeah. Then we have we have Pluto and Aquarius. The moon is still in Aries at that time. So things are tense. Things are volatile. We've seen some maybe explosive behavior out of people. We could see some accidents. We could see tensions in Asia. We could see, um, or in the Asia Pacific. This could also be stuff happening in the Southern Hemisphere, like New Zealand, Australia. Could even be stuff in Antarctica. Um, you know, and then just a couple hours later, like mm, four hours later, we're looking at, so 12.30 p.m. Pacific, which is 3.30 p.m. Eastern, then the moon ingresses into Taurus, into a square with Pluto, and that is a boom. That is something big. It could be a land mass event. It could be a rock slide. It could be a whole lot of things. And it could be stock market. It could be, that's probably around the time the stock market is um, like getting its last trades in. And it it may be very weak, okay? Um, it could be a massive hacking event. We could see an issue with satellites. We could see downed internet, power grid failures. Um, this does not mean war, okay? This could be weather. It could be lots of things. Okay, we have Mars sitting at the last degree of Gemini and it ingresses on the 25th into Cancer, moving into immediately moving into a trine with Saturn by by element. And that's really what it's really what it's also very nationalist. And yes, we have the alt right pretending to be nationalists, even though they support a foreign entity, which is treason, but okay. Um, (laughs) Crazy sauce. Never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. Um, And then it could also, it could be a lot of things. The variables are very interesting and we'll know more as we move into March. Like after the full moon, we'll have more clarity. After the equinox, around the equinox, we'll have a lot more clarity. Okay. A lot more clarity, especially people who are paying attention. Okay. So the thing you don't want to do is, is spiral, having a huge amounts of anxiety. Do what you can. Okay. I highly suggest having potable water just in case, having your pantry taken care of. If you end up with too much, give it to a food bank because by God, they need it. We are moving into a food crisis. If we're not already there, I, uh, you know, it, they're already having problems in Europe. Okay. Our harvests have been hosed. Okay. So what we're seeing is the unraveling of mega corporate structure. Whether the, the corporations want to admit it or not, they are their systems are not sustainable and they will not be able to hold. So we as individuals need to do what we can for ourselves and create networks amongst each other to form our own safety net. We cannot afford to wait for these quote unquote leaders to get with the picture. 
Okay. The time for a chosen one is over. And I've talked about that before on the podcast. So I'm not going to get on that high horse right now. We are having to lead ourselves and learn to listen and communicate with one another. Okay. That's the most important. We need to stop asking one another to validate each other. Okay. Because your experience is your experience. You don't need me to validate you. I don't need you to validate me. What we need is acceptance of one another. I accept you. I accept you. You accept me. We accept the differences between us. I'm not talking about egregious opinions. I'm talking about, you know, I may be more left-leaning than you. I can accept that you're not where I'm at. That's okay. You don't have to think like me. Okay. The things I don't tolerate, it's a pretty short list, you know, and, and you can be like, well, I don't believe like you, but I find you interesting. That's okay. That's a good thing we can be there. We don't, we don't have to absolutely agree. Like if somebody has done the study in astrology and they want to use whole sign and they've actually studied the matter and they're not just regurgitating, you know, content creators, I'm cool with that. If you've actually done the study, right? I use Placidus. I have my reasons. Professional astrologers will have discussions and even arguments about these things and can accept that the other person is doing their thing, right? And we'll still give our opinion. It does not invalidate me to have somebody disagree with me, okay? And that's been the problem here in the U.S. It is so polarized, okay? But I'm going to put more of the onus on the, on the alt-right because they're actually endangering people's lives. They're causing harm, okay? They're spreading malicious lies about, in, you know, and generalizing against people, you know, um, and, and also taking away our medical rights to bodily autonomy. Um, so I'm going to put, I'm going to put some blame there. Okay. By the way, if you're conservative and you want to troll me, my patron lowest here is five bucks. Feel free to join and try to cause havoc. That's cool. That'd be cool. Anyway, they don't like me anyway. So, and they certainly wouldn't get this far in my podcast. Oh my God. Anyway, this is going to be a really long episode. So I'm going to cut it short. I will continue to talk about this through March. I will continue to give you strategies for dealing with this because partly our nervous systems are going to be like really on edge when we get to Pluto and Aquarius moving in because that's just so much Aquarian energy. It's a lot. So we will, we will stay tuned together. Okay, so make sure you've subscribed to this podcast so you get notified when it comes out, okay? All right. Love you, mean it. Let's get to the Q&A. And I th- I'm just going to pick one question and I'll make it one or two questions. I'll make it really quick. Let me go find those questions. I'll be ready this time so I'm not searching for them. And then we'll wind up the podcast. Okay, deep breaths deep breaths. I think it's going to be a very fascinating time in human history. And I think we're fortunate to be here to witness it.
right, let's do some astrology and q and A. I want to leave you guys on a high note. I just, I just don't want to leave you on the like, oh my God, what's the world coming to note? So I've got a question here and I think this is the one I'm going to just answer because it, it could be a long answer. Uh, Kathy asks, um, what will it mean for people who have Aquarius rising if Pluto is, is entering Aquarius. So when Pluto enters Aquarius, how is it going to affect people with Aquarius rising? And that's a really, really good question because I think it's really easy to be worried about these transits. So first of all, just because you have an Aquarius rising and that's your ascendant, okay? Rising and ascendant mean the same thing, okay? So when Pluto enters Aquarius, it does not mean necessarily that Pluto will be crossing your ascendant. Okay. That's why we use degrees and minutes in astrology. Now this is hard to explain just audially. This is better done visually. And if you're in the Patreon, go look at your perks. I have a very short walkthrough to identify where the ascendant is in your chart and explain what degrees are visually. I also have the intro to the natal chart, three video series. I recorded it way back in 2020. Um, I may have to refresh that because I think I fire hosed at the end of it. But in the beginning, I walk you through making um, an astro.com account. I don't get anything out of that. It's not like it's an affiliate thing. I just think the charts are easier for beginners to read. It's much clearer. It's, it's not fancy, but they even have tick marks so you can count out the degrees in the houses and the signs, right? So you're going to look for zero degrees Aquarius. Very few people have a zero degree rising sign. Okay. Very few people have that. Now, what is far more likely is you'll have personal planets at that. So Sun, Moon, Venus, Mars, Mercury at zero degrees of Aquarius. So any of the personal planets or the rising will definitely probably have a day you won't forget and it doesn't mean it's a bad day okay but it will certainly be a day of significance you could meet someone of importance um you could um, have an awareness and understanding a healing um you could make a decision about yourself or relationships um, about what you want or about how you're going to deal with life. You might have a hard day, but you make a good decision, okay? If you have your personal planets, that's the sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, or Mars, or your rising, or otherwise known as the ascendant. Now, for those of you born in the 90s, okay, the late 90s, who have Uranus, and Neptune conjunct in Aquarius, chill the hell out. This is generational, okay? This is activating you. This is not a personal thing. This is a big aha. This is a rending, a rending of your social cultural conditioning. 
So all of your older brothers and sisters born in the late 80s into the early mid 90s or mid 90s, like before like 96 um, or so, you guys, you guys already had your illusions stripped away. This is when you realized that you could quiet quit. This is when you realized that all those bullshit stories about go get a college education, it's going to be your ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Some of us were telling our kids that was not a true story, but most people did not because they believed in the rhetoric, you know, like how many times do you meet somebody, you know, or you meet a kid and and you're like, stay in school, kid. I really wish I would have studied harder in math. Why do you say that? Because somebody said that to you, right? Do you really think about what you're saying? I do not wish I would have studied harder. I studied exactly what I needed to study to be doing what I enjoyed doing. Okay. (laughs) So we repeat rhetoric because we think there's a right answer. So you guys are all being stripped of that need to have the right answer. You also want to be stripped of needing to be um, ruggedly individual. You want to be more collective. But you're also going to have to stop vilifying people because they farted in public. Okay? (laughs) That's part of that. Um right? So we don't want to pig pile people. Okay. Especially if it's like a regular person. Okay. Your, your social media influencers are not necessarily celebrities. Okay. You, they do need to be held accountable, but they're not the same as Donald Trump or, or a politician. Okay. So I say that I know I have young listeners, so I want you to hear me on that. I don't have a problem problem with canceling people. I'm a Scorpio rising. I'm, I, I hit the block button with, with liberally. Okay. Speaking of Scorpio rising, if you're one of the fixed signs, okay, besides Aquarius, Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and you have placements at zero degrees, you too will feel the energy of this. Okay. You too will feel the energy of this. So what I want to remind you is deep breaths, okay? This can be, if it's a square, you're going to be making decisions, okay? You're going to be, and and the biggest decisions you can make are about how you handle things. Like, if you're tired of people pushing you around, it's probably a sign you need to set boundaries. And those boundaries aren't about you standing in your truth and telling people off. It's about setting the boundary, like... It's kind of like Charlie Brown and Lucy with the football, okay? With the Peanuts cartoon with Snoopy, you know, so Lucy would hold the football and be like, come on, Charlie Brown. And every single freaking time he'd go to kick the football and she'd move the football and he'd fall. On one hand, we can say Lucy is a bitch. And yeah, but Charlie Brown has done this over and over and over. He knows she is. Stop trying to kick the football. Stop trying to get her to like you. If she's a jerk, she's a jerk. The boundary would be, "Mm, I know I'm worth more. I'm going to go hang out with people who are nice to me. Okay. I'm not saying he deserved it. I'm saying he had opportunity to make a different and better decision for himself. So sometimes we're like Charlie Brown and we know better, but because we, we feel like we need to be validated by people or we want closure 
or what have you will push at a situation that is not going to be resolved that way. So make the boundary in yourself. Like what's, what's going to get me to the objective I actually want? Do I want peace inside? Do I want to be reasonably happy? Do I want to feel secure? Why would I throw myself into a, a, a situation where I'm going to feel the opposite of what I want? Right? So it's about taking accountability for our decisions and the relationships we bring into our lives so we can do better for ourselves. Okay? I'm not saying to deny your past or the reasons why you make those decisions. I'm just saying you you are in the present moment and the present moment is now and you want to be as present as possible. Okay. So the other thing for Aquarius rising is 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 for the people with Aquarius rising. If you have a later degree, so I'm gonna say I think the people between zero and five degrees are going to feel it the strongest. It'll be felt out to eight degrees. I don't like white orbs. Okay. And I just did a TikTok about why I don't like the argument. Well, I didn't say it that way. Um, About why the quote unquote ancients did not adhere to tight orbs. Why they were more general in their use of aspects. And it was because they couldn't use the math. And so I gave a little bit of history on Al-Biruni um, and, and his use of, uh, his development of advanced mathematics, including especially spherical trigonometry. Um, by the way, I sucked at math in school. I don't like to do handwritten calculations, but I conceptually, I'm a conceptual and applied mathematician. So I like, I can run the stuff in my head visually. It's a weird thing. Can I write it all out with all the things? No, I don't have that skill set. I suppose I could take time to learn. I just don't want to. So I'm 53. I'm 53. I will be 54 this year. I got limited time on this planet, man. I got to make the most of it and get you the most information I can. But anyway, look up Al Biruni. M-A-L-B-I-R-U-N-I. Really fascinating um, history of this person. Anyway, they're why they're why they developed and and people after them developed better mathematics so we can in the modern era use tight orbs um and that's that's a a tighter distance between planets the wider the orb the less impactful the energy and i think it's super important to be exact when we're doing our astrology that's what leads to accuracy that's the difference between kind of looking like a generalized fortune teller and and being an accurate forecaster okay so and which many of you may not ever want to be but it's going to help you understand it so if you have like a 25 degree rising sun moon you know, et cetera, in Aquarius, you're not going to feel Pluto entering Aquarius in the same way that people in the first decan of Aquarius are going to feel. Okay. And that's the first 10 degrees, zero to nine degrees of Aquarius. You guys will feel it the most and the zero to five will feel it even more. And the closer into zero, you'll feel it even more. Now, for those of you with Capricorn risings, you should feel like somebody just took a big old sliver out of your toe. (laughs) And for the Cancers, Aries, and Libras as well, you should have some relief depending on the other planetary positions or the chart angles that you've got in your chart. You should have relief 
uh, March 23rd in the afternoon. You should feel much more relieved. It's going to be a bumpy ride getting there. But you, you almost feel like you're being squeezed out of a birth canal, I think. It'll be an immense amount of pressure. And we're going to go kicking and screaming into the world. But we'll be anew. And we get a two-month break. Okay, remember, Pluto does not stay in Aquarius for very long in 2023. And then it does the cha-cha through 2024 until the end of November. This matters, guys. It matters. And if I were you, and I was just learning astrology, I'd really want to know that instead of just wanting the general make it fit information because it would make the difference on how I observe my energy levels because that's what's going to matter through 2023. Are you low energy? Are you because that's how you know if you're if you're moving your reality is going to be based on your energy levels, your moods, the stories you tell yourself. If you've got some old patterns that are up on deck, you'll see where you need to shift so you can surf this cosmic tide. I believe in you. I know you can do that. We are all born for these times and we are born for this moment. And it is a privilege to be alive at this time. What happens in March is a setup for some really good stuff in the future. Stuff we don't see just yet. And not just outside of our lifetimes, within our lifetimes, we will see some of the changes we want to see in the world. Okay. It's not all going to happen after we're gone. Okay. We will see some of the results within our lifetime. It's just going to take a little bit to get there. All right. I'm Lori Rivers. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. I will see you or hear you talk to you next week for episode 11 and uh, probably have um, some of my astrologers on for some astro chat as we postulate the future. All right, take care.